0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Diet Time is here. That's right, we're talking about The Conjuring-verse on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal. basement of cursed objects this is the kill by kill podcast where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film and that is the characters and we're gonna unpack all the goriest of details of the conjuring three the devil made me do it and like some other stuff too about the conjuring and maybe none of it we don't know, in the hopes that uh, a, uh, a a red shirt's untimely end in this uh, in this movie universe, which is many many people, their untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes that we could make at their expense. And as always, there is only one person I trust to have the medication I need secreted away in her locket, just when I need it. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina?
1: we're wearing matching like like i'm wearing a skirt it's an exact same pattern as your tie which which someone apparently pointed out on twitter recently (laughs) and i'm like oh my god that's adorable
0: um i this is an interesting um divergence from us because we have typically uh on the show we don't really cover ghost movies that's not our um our our forte necessarily
1: because there's not usually a lot of kills in them
0: right yeah i'm
1: trying to think of like like the original amityville horror nobody actually died in that well i mean except except for the family that haunted you know that haunted the house but you you don't really see that it's like it's like it's mostly off screen
0: yes right and and then when we covered two of course that there was everybody died everyone (laughs) died the same way (laughs) And then all sorts of uh, grossness happened, and and then uh, the dad started walking around with a cane for no particular reason. Halfway through the movie,
1: the most horrifying part about it is that Burt Young was like forty six when he made that movie. <laughs> oh my god! And looked every day of sixty five. <laughs> it
0: was a rough forty six years. Not not as and this was that was before he got a robot made to help him with his day to day duties. <laughs> What were we talking about again? Oh, The Conjuring. Well, that that comes back to Amityville. Because ghost movies, yeah, they don't have a lot of kills in them. And that's how we sort of trace a time frame of a movie when we're talking about it. That's our whole shtick. And I would say another one of the reasons why we have not delved into The Conjuring universe per se is, to my mind, outside of Ed warren and his lovely uh wife lorraine i don't think there's a lot of characters in this movie, these movies
1: no not really i mean you've got lily taylor in in the first conjuring movie and and for me at least you know lily taylor is always a a welcome presence who kind of true. automatically just classes up whatever she's very in. true
0: yes uh, i mean the, the problem it, here is not acting let's say this across the board it doesn't matter what end of the conjuring universe you're in the problem here is not that they've chosen bad actors or the wrong actors. That's not the issue. Please no,
1: please. but but you definitely you know she is probably the last of name stars competing with Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as far as like you know getting 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 billing,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Everybody else after that point was you know maybe this person was on episode of like a CW show or or. <laughs> Yeah, although although in the third one, it's uh got the uh, the little boy in it is uh, yeah. played by Julian Hilliard, who yeah, um, everyone and, is and, talking
0: about this young man. And where do I where am I supposed to know him from?
1: Uh, he was in the Colorado Space, oh, and he was also in um, the Haunting of Hill House, the uh, the TV oh. series. So this little this adorable child definitely has a niche in which he is put through some shit. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Make him suffer is what they put yeah, on Yeah, and I think, uh, our,
1: I think our friend of the show, Anya Stanley, on Twitter said that she hopes his next movie, the other worst thing that happens to him, he just falls off his scooter. <laughs>
0: yeah, like a girl at school might like him and that's embarrassing. Let's hope for something positive for him.
1: Yeah, and and you know, you've you got some of these kid actors that, and, and some of them also show up in the other Conjuring movies that, you know, oh, I've seen this child be tormented by evil forces before. <laughs> like the, uh, uh, the little girl in um uh, Annabelle Origins was also. Oh in, yeah, it was also in um The Haunting of Hell
0: House. And and she, wasn't she also in the Good Ouija movie? She,
1: she was, yeah. So yeah. these kids, they 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 find a niche.
0: Yeah, they do. And well, that, that
1: niche, and that niche is being good at being terrified. <laughs> Some kids and can't, some kids can't do it. It's, you know, it, it's a hard thing for a particularly when you're dealing with a lot of CGI horror. And I mean, a little kid's going to be, you know, what are you going to tell a little kid? You know, pretend there's a monster standing in front of you, you know, and they're probably, you know, they're, they're not going to be very convincing.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, but some
1: kids can do it.
0: Yeah, some kids can live in that particular moment. And listen, acting on camera in and of itself is a hard thing. It's not like you're going off of audience reactions. You're giving a lot of different performances and it's being assembled after the fact. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But I can't say, per se, that David, the character that he plays, is, you know, we never see him, like, like anyone or... Everything it's almost it's almost like a Bechdel test for like human beings because they don't ever interact with about anything other than this demon problem that they got.
1: Yeah, and, and he's kind of forgotten about you know, maybe yeah. about a, a, a quarter of the way through the movie when when the movie decides it's going to become a, a you know, crime procedural instead of a <laughs> uh, instead of a haunted house movie, and 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 that is where my primary issue lays with this movie.
0: It's kind of like it becomes CBS's The Conjuring
1: right. all of a sudden.
0: Instead of like the this, all the Conjuring movies, you know, present these ideas, you know, that are for spinoffs or that just look cool. They're like reserve ideas in the back of somebody's head. And they're like, what if a nun was like really creepy looking? <laughs> you know, like love it. And someone goes, oh, I wish I could see a whole movie about that nun. And then you see it, you're like no <laughs> yeah i
1: haven't seen i haven't seen there's there's one nun movie or two
0: there's just the one nun movie so okay
1: far. i haven't seen that one i haven't seen the curse of la llorona i'm I, I not, uh, not i saw it
0: one. on an airplane and um and we're quick, quick, quick to wait the
1: way god intended it <laughs>
0: right. kind of like you know, how i saw I, how
1: i saw aquaman the same way
0: <laughs> aquaman is at least a good time like when i watched batman v superman on an airplane we were over the atlantic and i swear to god if we were over a landmass i would have walked off
1: well well, aquaman is you know, say it for the same reason that the conjuring movies you know or you always rate you know a solid three stars for me now i i, I you know, I said before we record, I, I will go to the mat for the first Conjuring movie. I think oh, it's yeah. a genuinely good and, and scary movie.
0: Yes, it absolutely is. It, it is built in a very uh, deliberate way to present to you all the things that we sort of like. Like when we talked about Crawl, how it would explore this space and nothing was really wasteful because it was telling you where all the action later on would take place. So, you're building this maze in your mind. You're going, Oh, I know. Okay. But you can't go there. But there's that stairwell. But this, all that stuff means a lot more in that first conjuring, probably because they didn't have in the back of their head this is going to be a multi film spanning universe. Right. I I don't, I'm,
1: I'm sure that they didn't at the time expect it to take off as big as it did. But yes. one of the reasons it worked for me to try to get back to my original point is I kind of I, I used to really love haunted house movies. You know, I like mm-hmm. I, I I genuinely like the Amityville horror. You know, it's as silly as it gets in time at times. Um, yeah, I I love Poltergeist. Poltergeist is one of my favorite horror movies. Just,
0: that, just That's that's unimpeachable. Yeah. Poltergeist I, is unimpeachable.
1: Um, but then i watched the remake of the amityville horror and the remake of poltergeist and i'm like i'm like yeah i'm done with this shit (laughs) because like one of the things that i that works so well for poltergeist is this feels like a real family like the like like these people whatever you may think of Craig T. Nelson in real life, and you know whatever the sure. dumb shit he said about you know not collecting welfare when he was on food stamps or whatever. Um, <laughs> right. You know he <laughs> plays a very good, kind of schlubby husband and father, very very yeah. relatable. One of my you know favorite favorite scenes that doesn't involve actual ghosts on screen is after Carol Ann is taken away, and he's just like smoking, and his hands are shaking, and like you've got the circles under his eyes and. And he says to um, the uh, investigator, "You know, I we don't really care about the noises, the screaming, the thumping. We just want you to get our little girl back." And he just like yeah. he seems absolutely, legitimately traumatized by the whole situation. And like in the remake of Poltergeist, everybody just fucking hates each other. Just, <laughs> oh, God. just you know, and and it, it, like you got. Uh, Sam Rockwell, who I normally really enjoy, I, th- mm-hmm. I think he brings a very interesting, weird energy to a lot of his performances that you don't really True. see from other actors. Mm-hmm. But I don't buy him for a second as this sort of aggrieved husband and father. He, he, <sighs> at best, he just sort of seems like this you know, detached, cool uncle <laughs> who seems you know, more annoyed than terrified that his daughter has disappeared somewhere in the house.
0: Well, and, I mean, it's very time consuming. I think we can all agree on that,
1: right? And then the Amityville Horror remake was the same way. You know, that everybody sniping at each other and 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 it's just like I I don't care about these people. I don't I don't care what happens to them. I but... care
0: about what happens to Ryan Reynolds' pajama bottoms because they <laughs> ride way low, yo. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's like, why do we need you? Know, why do we need a real family? We've got abs you can you know, shred lettuce on, you know. I mean, <laughs> we've got, yeah. I mean, this guy was this typical, this typical suburban husband and father with his Chippendales He's, abs.
0: Uh, he is yoked within an inch of his life in that movie.
1: I, I'm surprised more men didn't take up like just chopping wood at that point because apparently that's the kind <laughs> of body it gives you after a while. But, but dude, again, I'm getting way, way, way off my original point. Mm-hmm. Is that you know one of the reasons that Aquaman worked for me is the same reason that the Conjuring movies work for me, and that's because of Patrick Wilson
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Vera and Vera Farmiga. Yes, um, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her last name right.
0: I've heard it Farmiga, but Farmiga. I honestly don't know. I'm no I'm no expert. I probably got it wrong.
1: They feel like a very believable couple. Their 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 chemistry is very good. You know, They—they're not—they don't really feel like a real couple. They feel like a couple who has been together for a while, right. which one of the things I could have done without in the third movie is you know a lot of flashbacks to how they met. And it's <laughs> like it's like you don't have to do that. You know, you, we get that this couple has been together for a while. That they that they are you know deeply in love with each other. That they rely on each other. You know to a point that may be a little unhealthy, but you know that's for them to figure out. Yeah. That you know, they are, you know, very terrified of something happening to the, something happening to the other one, you know, possibly may love each other more than they love their kid, but who can say?
0: You know? Yeah. Where the <laughs> fuck was Judy in this thing? Was she, did I miss her? Did she zip through and say, Hey, I'm on my way to college. See you yeah. I guess I see we have you. to assume
1: that she's grown at this point. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're following the timeline, um, that, I, cause they're, they're older. They're, they're look like they're maybe supposed to be in their late forties at this point. Mm-hmm. now of course it goes without saying that patrick wilson of for me could look nothing like the real life and oh, Lorraine. No. like not i mean i've seen
0: a recent topless photo of patrick wilson and he does not look like he has a heart condition the <laughs> hardest thing to get past in this movie is watching him wheeze while he runs yeah, I know. this is like <laughs> mm, i don't know and he is and I don't he know. is like
1: any 47 but he's like yeah. hollywood
0: 47 yeah <laughs> all he has to do is stay in shape 47 more like,
1: it's more like being 30 you know i right. mean yeah. you know he's fit he probably you know has the heart of a teenager you know, i think i think the you know the, the, the only way they really indicated that these characters have aged is that lorraine has kind of the you know the school mom you know you you updo now
0: but she vacillates; it goes all over the place. I, I am every time they put her in that updo, I, I recoil back because it is not a flattering. No, and I, and I think, and I
1: think it is just supposed to make her look older.
0: Um, at least in this one, uh, unlike Godzilla, King of the Monsters, <laughs> which I uh, managed to see almost a year and a half in advance because we were working on taglines, and and our taglines ended up on movie posters and stuff. That was really cool. But the hardest thing I had to do with it, well, one was uh, that Kyle Chandler kept uh, mansplaining things for the women scientists (laughs) on the crew, which was a real weird point. But like, okay, I can see why Vera Farmiga does not want to stay with him. And two was that she has this monologue in this basement where she's like, here's the reason why I'm letting all the monsters go. And then it's edited together with other footage. Like someone's in the back going, give me two. All right. Now cue up 15, 15, go (laughs) (laughs) like, where is this editing happening? She's delivering a monologue to a video camera. Come on, everyone. Uh, It's a movie anyways. But yes, I agree. The heart of, of all of these movies that they're involved in is very much them. You're either on board for their relationship or you're going to have a really hard time being into any of this.
1: Right. And you also kind of have to divorce yourself of the whole, well, in real life, they were Connors. <laughs> you know? yeah,
0: that you, is the, yeah, you, you, the top line issue almost everyone has. And I don't begrudge them in oh, no, the least not, because no. it's always in the back of my head as well. No, of course not. The Warrens not. were legit con men.
1: Yeah, no, you 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 have to completely separate yourself from from the reality of that and just, you know, let yourself be taken in by the, the you know, warm, pleasant silliness of, of of these movies.
0: This is where I think that ultimately this universe would have been better off if they only had used them as inspiration rather than using their real names. Claiming that they were based on true stories, I know that was in vogue when the first Conjuring happened. So I understand the impulse there, but the longer it goes, the harder it is to reconcile the fact that I I can totally buy if they were the Blorins, and <laughs> you only sort of dipped into that backstory to find things to make movies about and went from there there's no lack of imagination in the james wan half of uh this sort of right movie have, universe
1: and they have definitely shown up in other movies as you know even more fictionalized versions of themselves
0: uh yeah i don't know what what it ultimately buys you because any no one everyone has their bullshit detectors on anyways like there's no fucking way that i believe they traipsed inside of a underground tunnel factory and had this massive you know uh supernatural fight with an occultist and he ended up sledgehammering a fucking black sabbath table like no no
1: well, well yeah then that whole end scene where it's basically you know the filmmakers like we've seen the shining <laughs>
0: Well, this movie is full of we've seen. Yeah. I mean, we've seen The Exorcist. We've seen The Exorcist 3. We've seen Nightmare 4. (laughs) Like, it is chock full of references. And let me, hey, man, no no shame on that game. All I'm saying is maybe pick two or three. (laughs) Like, no, don't choose all of them. Just like one or two. We should
1: probably point out that there will probably be we might drop a few spoilers inadvertently, but you yeah. can still you can still enjoy them. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just no, it's, no.
0: It's intensely watchable. It as, as absolutely as with, is watchable.
1: As with a lot of you know series, there's you know a gradual decline in quality from from the first <laughs> to the third one. And, yeah. and I will say, it's better than
0: Annabelle. Uh, most things are better than <laughs> Annabelle. Putting up wallpaper. Just as a general rule, even if you don't know how to do it and you're learning from YouTube videos, that is more pleasurable than watching the first Annabelle. Movie.
1: Sorting, sorting change is more interesting than watching Annabelle. <laughs> sure. yeah, you, might, you might feel like a wee penny or something, but those, those are worth something.
0: <laughs> I, that's the crazy thing about this that the quality varies so wildly from all of these movies to the next. Because that first Conjury movie, I agree with you is super solid. It's just a great scare machine in the most classic sense. And some people might say they're quote unquote cheap scares. I don't believe so. The same thing with the insidious, the first insidious. Right. I feel like that is the, where he really learns how to uh, force an audience to feel a certain way that he just guides them into scary situations. Yes, he's pumping up the sound. Yes, there's a lot of boo scares and whatnot. But I would say more often than not that he really is crafting genuine scare moments rather than cats leaping out of closets sort of bullshit.
1: Right, 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 right. And then a lot of it does come down to what would I do in this situation?
0: And I think that first movie, because it has the Lily Taylor of it all, you're more invested in that particular family's Situation, you know that they they just can't quite escape where they are because of their financial situation. Once again, we're playing with a lot of Amityville horror stuff, because at the end of the day, the Amityville horror was a scam, and the Amityville horror. The
1: part that these movies, you know, this and the original Amityville horror. I don't remember if it was as much of a thing in the the remake you know, one of the things they focus on is one of the actual legitimate issues is that they had money problems.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what King goes into uh, quite in depth in uh, uh, Dance Macabre, that the scariest situation in the entire, you know, book and movie is when they lose the check to pay for the wedding.
1: You could tell you adult, you know, childhood is thinking the part where the babysitter gets locked in the closet is the scariest part. Right. Yeah, you know, adulthood is when he, he loses that fucking, you know, pack you, you know, thing of bills to help, help pay for his brother in law's wedding.
0: And it's just that, you know, quote unquote, house fucking with him. It's exacerbating their real problems into these supernatural problems. And that's really best displayed in both the first Insidious and the first Conjuring movie. After that, you kind of establish a formula. And now yeah, and then it becomes like the, it, it
1: becomes the haunting of the week movie.
0: Right? Yes, and this is the most of the week of all of them that I've seen so far. It's very of the week. That's not to say it's a bad movie. It's just it's like oh, those darn warrants. How are they going to get out of this one? Well,
1: the problem is, is that the the actual real life story that they that inspired it is pretty interesting. And then they proceed to do nothing with it. They just say they, they, you know, it's a, it's set up for you know, Law and Order Special. Ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Where know, they, um, they, you know, yeah. You know, wow. There, there are other murders similar to this. Perhaps they're connected. And it's like yeah, that. That no, just, they just investigate the, you know, the demonic possession aspect of it. You know, they, 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 they have this set up with this little kid. The open with his exorcism, and it's like, okay, well, you know, why don't we have that be why don't we flash back to what happened to him before that? And I realize we get that one shot with him with the with the waterbed, which is effective. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I will say that. That that's an effective scene. There was not enough of that, unfortunately. Uh, you mostly have, you know, and Lorraine, you know, oh my God, we're gonna die someday. And and you know, neither of them being able to to handle that. And I mean, I, I I get that, you know, their, their you know mortality right. is looming over them, but that's not what the that's not what these movies are about, though. You know, this movie was you know, sold as you know a a young man committed murder, and blamed it on demonic possession. And this was supposedly the first court case in American history in which someone said, the devil made me do it. You know, they, they made a whole TV movie about it. It, it wasn't good, but they, they managed to make a, an hour and a half TV movie about it, just focusing on on that, on the on on the demonic possession.
0: Because the Warrens are the only characters that anyone really cares about, it just saps all of the drama away from the other stuff. So when you're having this whole, like, oh, my gosh, is this kid uh, going to beat this demon in the in the prison infirmary that his girlfriend's allowed to visit him inside? Mm, okay, movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there, there's this woman who's behind the observation glass, and she keeps having guards come in and out like, is that guy floating? Is, is he floating? Should we do something? Should I grab my shotgun? There's a floating boy in there. And <laughs> you're kind of like, what what world is this <laughs> what is this
1: happening yeah nobody really seems and, all that put out by someone claiming that demonic possession drove them to commit murder like everybody's no. like all right well good luck on that
0: defense you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this seems like a wacky scheme <laughs> let's see how it works out for them yeah and that's all that's really said about it it's not engaged with in an and yeah any it's about, way, about a quarter
1: about a quarter of the movie despite what the trailer would tell you uh, about a quarter of move the movie is devoted to that. Yeah. And then because they only had like an hours worth of plot then they had to add in this human antagonist and it's just like we don't you don't need and you know how I feel about this. This is, this is a rant I went on in 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 Shark Night, Yeah, where sure you know, they they felt like they didn't have enough movie on its own. So, well let's let's throw in a person to yeah. to cause problems for them, to be both behind all this. And it doesn't even make any sense.
0: I why, think they just she... went with the idea that they needed an anti-Lorraine. You right. know like
1: and she and she too's got the, the little school arm updo and like the the weird like you know outfits that are like twenty years too old for, for her and <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, she looks like a Victorian witch. <laughs> and it's like nineteen eighty.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of high collars and and, and tight, narrow, long skirts. It's you, it's a weird look.
1: Yeah, you've got there's this too the, many ruffles. You've got this uh this priest or this ex priest who's played by uh the
0: John Noble, yeah.
1: And there's, there's he's connected to this woman in a way it's supposed to be a big twist and it's like, Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> We've never seen these characters before. They both get about five minutes of screen time and we're supposed to be shocked that there's a they're connected in some way? It's like, no, I don't... This is I not had, this is not necessary.
0: Hasn't John Noble built an entire career out of being a shitty dad? He really in whatever has. Reason?
1: He really like has. Like, Lord of the
0: Rings and then the, the X-Files. It wasn't a spinoff, but whatever that was where he was a crazy mad scientist who got his cow high. There's that, like it is just in project after project after project it's like john noble not a great dad
1: I just, this movie really lacked from scenes of him aggressively eating tomatoes in close up
0: <laughs> it really needed it
1: but but honestly. yeah this this character this 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 occultist uh, her motivations they never really explain her motives for why she's you know essentially cursed these people
0: she always wanted to do it.
1: Yeah, you know, she just you you know, sought them out randomly apparently.
0: Yeah, and no, it's it's like nothing fucking personal. It's just like yeah, right, and, and
1: these little danzig cattle skulls under <sighs> under their houses, and that apparently opens the door to the devil.
0: You gotta get three of them. Three of them. You gotta catch them all. Otherwise, uh, you're donezo's. But yeah, and she has all the power in the world and doesn't see any of this coming. That's the wild thing here. It's like she's incredibly ine- both effective in that she can get to anyone and blow dust in their face and all of a sudden they go whack But also she is powerless against love. So now, now she's fr- fucking Freddy Krueger. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> this guy and this girl love one another. I'm done for. There's no way I can.
1: Like, you would think that she'd be this. able to sense that, or even that she would know who they are. I mean, because if you are, if you are, in a, if you, you know, if you genuinely believe in this shit, you know, who, who does an occultist have to fear other than a priest? It's, you know, professional paranormal investigators.
0: Yeah. And she just zeroes in on them and <laughs> gives zero fucks. They just bring in her little, you know, cow sculpture uh, that looks like it should be the centerpiece in a Wild West bar that Danzig owns. And 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 just like, I got you now, suckers. And it doesn't work out for her. It doesn't work out for her at all. Again, intensely watchable. Two characters in the whole thing. If you're going to have a story, I'd rather it be a story. And here, there's just uh, obstacles to overcome. And it sort of reminded me of Annabelle Comes Home, which I anticipated loving. I was going to go, I'm like, this is going to be just fun from the, the word go. And it turned out to be like a live action Scooby-Doo movie.
1: Yeah, I I watched all the Annabelle movies within a couple of days of each other just 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 for the hell of it because i i i had only i had only seen the conjuring movies uh right. up, up to that point and annabelle i'm just like what the fuck is this <laughs> you know like, you with know, the scariest movie it,
0: it feels like a movie someone made on a dare they're like can you make an annabelle movie with 80 grand in in two weeks and he's like probably and that's what you get
1: we, uh, well, uh, we were saying that with Conjuring 3, particularly the, the ending sequence, it was, you know, we've we seen The Shining with Annabelle. Yeah. We, well, we've seen Rosemary's Baby.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: <laughs> and, and you can really see how much these movies suffer from not having Anne Lorraine in them. Because yeah. the the these characters in Annabelle and the other two are better in this regard. They're they're more a little more engaging, but because mm-hmm. they're mostly kids. Um yes. but in this these this lead couple in Annabelle, I mean of void of personality of, of anything that you the, the, the audience would connect to or mm-hmm. relate to or care about, just like Anytime either opened their mouths, I just heard like when you, you know when you hold up a seashell to your ear. That's that's all I heard. The, the the you know the scariest part in Annabelle was when the the lead girl is sewing. She's using a sewing machine. And she's not looking at. It. She's like she's watching television while using a sewing machine, and and I am in the pro- the very long process of teaching myself how to use a sewing machine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't fucking look away from that thing. Because well, either- she's
0: using it like a person who really knows piano well at a party where they're just nah, like, no, you need to keep your eye on that particular ball. Otherwise, it'll go through your finger.
1: Exactly. And that was to me, that was the scariest part. You know, I, I live in a city an elevator that keeps opening on the same floor. is isn't scary to me. That's 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 Tuesday. <laughs> but you've got this like drawn out sequence where she's in this like, you know, devil uh-huh. basement. And you know, she's trying to, you know, frantically get back up, you know, upstairs to her apartment. I don't know why she just doesn't use the stairs at a certain point. Yeah. Um, but she's on this elevator and it keeps opening and it's the same floor and then it closes and it opens and it's the same floor. And this is supposed to be very terrifying. And it's just like, no,
0: it's it's I mean, a movie that wastes Alfre Woodard. Yes, is that's right. Yeah. Really low. But like, how can you fuck up? with a ringer like alfre woodard in your cast and yet this movie decides to to present her as the sacrificial black person lamb for them at one point and i'm like holy fuck what about these two absolute drips would prompt alfre woodard to go (laughs) you know what I've had a good run, and yeet herself out of a fucking window.
1: I was gonna say, and you know, basically pull Father Carris, and you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, like they're symmetrical. Congrats, but that's all they have going for them. When I said these things are mostly well cast, this is the the real, real huge exception here. <laughs> they, they found uh, just an entire cast full of. Empty suits with faces that manage to photograph. That's it. That's all it's got going for it, which is why Annabelle Creation is such a a miracle in and of itself. Because I don't, up until that point, I'm like, what does anyone see in this fucking doll? It just doesn't do anything for me. And at least that movie gave me a reason to care.
1: Yeah, you got like you you got a better quality of actors. You've got the usually solid Anthony Lapaglia who who doesn't get to do much except sort of, you know, mysteriously glower at everyone. Yeah, he
0: he's very big at don't go in that room. There's yeah. a lot of don't go in that room and no one fucking listens And to then him. you've got um,
1: Miranda Otto wearing a a fan of the opera mask. No, <laughs> not fan of the opera. Um Boardwalk Empire.
0: Yeah, there's, there's yeah, a character
1: true. in Boardwalk Empire who had like half his face blown off in World War One, mm-hmm. and like has to get this little like ceramic plate to cover it so he doesn't terrify anybody. But again, that that the, with the with Annabelle Origins is, you know, it mostly focuses on the kids. You've yes. got this, you know, this little you know handicapped girl. And then you've got her friend who, you know, and, and they're orphans. And for whatever reason, the other girls just don't want anything to do with them. And and you, they have a pretty, you're kind of invested in their friendship.
0: Yeah, because they seem like outcasts within outcasts. Like they right. don't have anywhere to go. Their only friends are, are each other. And one of them finds themselves in a situation where they're like desperate to get out and the this evil doll takes advantage of it and and then all of a sudden they're wrapped up in that and they find power in it and the other the other girls trying to bring her friend back and then you have a, a nun who's just way too attractive to be a nun. and <laughs> <laughs> this I swear the conjuring universe, every nun is the hottest fucking person you ever come in contact with. they're they're all ryan reynolds level (laughs) hot i mean that's why the movies and whatnot but i again like lulu wilson plays great oh fuck i'm in over my head up against ghosts she's great at it
1: right and then you've got um uh, annabelle comes home which to me and i liked it i thought it was entertaining enough but it very much felt to me like a promotional role of well here's some other movies we could make in the Conjuring oh, verse. See,
0: we, this is where it feels like, like Scooby-Doo to me. Where it's like, I know that ghost. I know that ghost. I know that ghost. Yeah, and it's just to, like a ghost introduction right. machine.
1: Right. It's like, well, we can make a movie about the, the samurai warrior ghost. Yeah. Or we can make a movie about the the bride ghost. How
0: about this fairy man who's got some coin two drops? Then we're going to recreate the clap clap game from the first Conjuring. How about a coins? wolf
1: man? We've got
0: a wolf I mean, man. wasn't. <laughs> You fuck up a wolf man. Now I'm going to start to get a little bit angry with you because that wolf man, and and let's be honest here. It's a wolf man ghost. It's a ghost of a wolf man.
1: Well, I got the impression that was like a kind of like a Hound of the Baskervilles kind of thing. Sure. Um, Which, you know, I don't even know if the kids even read that anymore in school, but, uh, but it's one of those stories you read in school. It kind of just sticks with you. Yeah, sure. Like like that. And uh, the murders in the Rue Morgue, which was a, Fucking gorilla, if you, if you recall. <laughs> Lay out the opium, Edgar Allan Poe. Seriously,
0: <laughs> he really was kind of fascinated with gorillas killing people. <laughs> he, Did anyone down. ever talk to him about that?
1: Who's like, among us? It's not like Ed,
0: Ed, Ed. Take the needle out of your arm. <laughs> I need to talk to you about something. What's up? With the gorillas killing people stuff. Like, it's a lot of that, man.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it, well, the, also with uh, Annabelle Comes Home, you kind of have to resign yourself to the idea. And, and this was something, one aspect of the Conjuring movies that never really sat well with me, um, is that the Warrens, for whatever reason, kept all these, you know, cursed objects that they... Would take from you know, various investigations they performed, yeah. and they would keep them in their house yeah. where their child sleeps. Yeah, and it's like surely there's got to be like a you know a, a, a storage facility you could you could put these in. <laughs> I mean it's, that's like a that's like a you know, a, a, a DEA agent you know keeping all the heroin and cocaine in his house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like how expensive could a used store it possibly be like just buy one already or just and burn keep the, the shit off site
1: you know if you if you <laughs> if you don't want anybody to get their hands on it then burn it or you know throw it in a river or something
0: well they go through all this rigmarole and it's actually brought up here again like uh john noble says the same thing that Edward that patrick wilson says in in comes home where he's like Just because a a spirit is trapped inside of an object, if you destroy the object, the spirit will just go elsewhere and land somewhere else. So I'd I'd rather keep them trapped. It's like keeping guns off the street. And Noble gives him the same fucking rap in this one. And I'm not entirely sure, based on the evidence I've seen, that either one of them should be allowed to keep cursed objects in your fucking basement. Maybe we need to license some of that. Ain't no Second Amendment saying I can keep cursed dolls in my basement and you can't license them. I think we should start licensing them.
1: It just seems, and and, and it's entirely possible that they did actually do this in real life, which, which.
0: Oh, they absolutely did. Some fuck knuckle had a TikTok live where they were trying to talk to the real Annabelle doll. Oh my God. And I watched it for 15 fucking minutes, someone shouting at an inanimate object.
1: It's just like, a, and it's also just like a Raggedy Ann doll, right? It's not like yeah, that no. like the weird doll movie.
0: No, they, they, and believe me, Annabelle has a real come up okay. in these movies. Annabelle looks cursed as fuck in these things. And you look at the real Annabelle doll and you're like, What the fuck is it going to do to me? Ask me to go to JCPenney? Like, there's nothing cursed about that fucking thing.
1: Yeah, that's another thing I love in the first Annabelle movie is like, yeah, let me put this, like, one foot tall doll with bloodshot eyes in my newborn child's room. Yeah, isn't this perfect? it It can loom over her while she sleeps.
0: It's completely outsized in comparison to all the other dolls you've collected. And it also looks like it's going to murder us in our sleep. Anyways, I hope we have a nice baby. Good night. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You should be stabbed to death by a goddamn cult. All of you, you're idiots.
1: A cult that definitely isn't the Manson family.
0: No, no, no. It's It's the Temple of the Ram or the Brotherhood of the Ram or the the uh, a team of the ram i'm not really sure
1: i did sort of like how they brought around annabelle origins to back to that i i, yeah. I, I thought that was that thought that was pretty slick I, I i i liked how they did that
0: although no, they, they, they it, at least gave a swing towards justifying how terrible annabelle was. <laughs> like, like we're gonna try to it's like a reclamation project. It's like what Endgame tried to do to Thor the Dark World. <laughs> Wait, but, but, to like with the reclaim this.
1: With the with like as with like the conjuring three and focusing on the wrong thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I would have found it more interesting and potentially scary to watch this when she is supposed to be in her 20s at this point. Um Uh, the real life Annabelle or whatever you would call it, the human Annabelle. um,
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, kind of dealing with pretending to look normal and act normal enough that, you know, she was able to get adopted and, and, you know, pretend, you know, presumably go to school and grow up and, you know, while kind of keeping it a secret that she's actually possessed by a demon. And, and, I would have found that it would almost been like, it would almost been like, um, uh, fear no evil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, this, 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 this teenager kind of struggling with their, this darkness inside of them. And then eventually just saying, you know, fuck it. I'm going to embrace it.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a movie. I'd watch that. And and it it
1: would have been interesting because it would have been a girl. Yeah. So you would have a little, a little touch of Carrie. You would have a little touch of fear, no evil, but no, Mm -hmm. and instead it, it just, it focuses on these absolute duds of a couple.
0: <laughs> I will say earlier I said there are no other characters in in the in the uh, sort of conjuring universe. And I will say that Annabelle comes home does actually try to give their two teenage girl protagonists actual characters because. The one girl, Daniella, who's trying to figure is like, I can contact my dead dad because I feel like it was my fault that he died in this car wreck. Like there's motivation there. There's There's a character who's trying to learn or grow or do something and like, okay, all right, I buy that. I'm cool with that. Annabelle creation has another two decent characters in there. Well, so it, it's it's good
1: that it. they it's good that they gave that dimension to the to Daniela because initially she's just like I'm sure you must have watched um, SpongeBob SquarePants with your kid when he was littler. or yes. when they mm-hmm. go to the um, the uh, jellyfishing convention, mm-hmm. and and Patrick Starr can't stop touching stuff, yes. so he's like he's like touch, touch, <laughs> touch. And and like he, he tries to basically like like touch a you know, someone dressed up like a mascot and the mascot runs away and Patrick's <laughs> like, Come back, I have to touch you. <laughs> that's, that's basically that's basically Daniela in, in the Warren's house. Can't keep her fucking hands off anything.
0: No, she's touching everything she possibly can. It's uh it's pretty fucking wild. <laughs> the amount of things that she and there's that whole sequence where just like for 15 minutes she's picking shit up. And you're like, stop, 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 stop. But then again, maybe that's why it kind of works. I would in a battle, which would you watch again? Would you watch Conjuring Three or would you watch Annabelle Comes Home? <laughs>
1: Hopefully Annabelle comes home I, I think that is overall the more entertaining movie and it also had a more concise focus of what it was trying to do and what it was trying to be about
0: I think you're right I I think I understand I mean yes it is very Scooby-Doo-esque maybe I was just uh being too harsh on it it's but a fun, I it's think a fun you're house.
1: right it, it's a fun house ride
0: yes it's much more of a trying to I know one of the the touchstones they they called upon was like Die Hard, where you're just like trapped in one space and there's no particular way out. And I think it does do that. And one of the problems with Conjuring 3 is is that the Warrens are just, they can just travel wherever they damn well please. And with the exception of occasional uh, hirsute, you know, corpses lumbering after them, they seem to get away with almost everything.
1: Right. And and I would actually, you know, if I was going to make a movie in The Conjuring Verse, I would sort of, you know, focus on, you know, sort of ghost hunter PTSD.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer that we never really get to know the Warrens, very hunky looking um, photographer.
1: Oh, their assistant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who looks great in that shirt? I mean, congrats to him. You look like a real snack. <laughs> Fantastic for you. But outside of like saying, Drew, bring that map over here, like he's not a person. Uh, he's, yeah, mean, he, does, he,
1: doesn't, he doesn't get, he doesn't get any big moments. Like he doesn't get like, you know, a, a you know, hallucinating, he's ripping his own face off scene or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what these movies need. I, I think that the first Conjuring, you know, there's a little gore in it. Um, uh-huh. which which I appreciated. Uh, you basically poor Lily Taylor is just put to the ringer by this demon. she's like beaten up by it and like injuring herself and, and at the end when they're exercising her, she's like bleeding from her mouth and just like, you know, it, it's pretty brutal. but yeah. I, I feel like they have you know resigned themselves to okay, these movies tend to land with a younger audience. So we should probably tone down, you know the, the 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 violence and and just go for the jump
0: scares but they're already r-rated uh, that's the thing like it has plenty of gory moments it's not like teens don't like gore
1: no i know if you're but, already but, gonna
0: have a fucking r rating just like uh, you don't have to have people's like guts coming out of their mouth like you're in a full chief like well but, i think that, you i know. think that
1: they could use a and and i mean remember that poltergeist was pg if yeah. you can believe that um but, but it, I think it needs one good, someone hallucinating something horrifying happening.
0: Right, you know,
1: you, right. You know, and, and it's a callback to you know, Abneyville Horror where uh, George hallucinates and he murders his entire family. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a, very, it's a very gripping moment. But I, I think they just need something like that. They, they, they need yeah. to not be afraid to really dig in and just do something you know, shocking.
0: Or you go the Amityville 3D route, and at one point, a hot tub demon comes out and burns <laughs> a dude's face off.
1: We've been, we've been, like, just tempting this and tempting this. we just got to set up a time to talk about Amityville 3D.
0: I I think we do. I mean, it is so fucking ludicrous. I love, I mean, it is an intensely boring movie. <laughs>
1: but it's, got, it's like, got such a couple, you know, wild moments that you, you kind of can't, yeah. you, you, you got to respect its audacity
0: true very true
1: <laughs> you've got the one guy but, but like, it's
0: also it also spends a lot of time like talking about that dude's magazine job <laughs> like, yeah but that, that makes, up for, it
1: makes up for their like their one like like friend falling into the jacuzzi and rising up and that's like he just like screams like a girl and it's so great <laughs> he's like ah! and there's nothing i love more than a man in a movie comically screaming like a woman. I love it. Like
0: if you, if you anyone ever wanted to see Tony Roberts battle a stuffed swordfish, this is the <laughs> movie for you.
1: And I think how many times we brought up the scene, uh, we see the, uh, the woman gets like a, a in a car accident, like the pipe goes through her head. You don't see that, but you you see the aftermath of like her charbroiled skeleton, and like the skeleton's <laughs> like head turns and goes. Aah!
0: She reaches out and the kind of give me hugs. <laughs> oh. Mm. It's it's I mean, th- that's the thing. Like you talk you we both remember the highlights.
1: Yeah, I haven't. Touched, I guess Are we movie. going
0: to be committed to talking about the many, many, <laughs> many? low light of amyville 3d i don't
1: think i've seen that movie in 30 years when it's burned into my brain meets
0: i bought this shout fang 3 1 2 3 box set specifically so i could watch it in 3d <laughs> specifically
1: i don't think i've had the pleasure of watching it in actual 3d but
0: <laughs> neither do i i do remember you know in 83 that sort of well, we have an episode about, oh, yeah, about like the year, Oh, like
1: 100 years ago, we, did, a, we right. did an episode about, like, the weird 3D horror trend. None of those movies. Where we were. convinced
0: ourselves we will never talk about something as lowbrow as Jaws 3D or Parasite. And now I'm like, I don't know. I might do it.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody else is talking about the same damn movies. <laughs> we're probably going to be, like, at least the sixth horror podcast talking about the Connery movies.
0: Well, we should tell everyone our original goal was we were going to get back in a movie theater and we were going to watch Spiral uh, from the Book of Saw because we love the Book of Saw here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to crack it back open. Huge Summer be
1: treating, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh and uh i bought a ticket and i i ended up not being able to to go for a variety of work related reasons and you couldn't even find a fucking show
1: either. i could not know uh seating in theaters here is still very limited i uh yeah. i saw in the heights yesterday that was actually my trumpet return to the theater and mm-hmm. i literally bought the tickets for that like a month ago
0: uh i oliver wanted to go to the movies for his birthday And so I ended up, AMCs here have like a $99 deal where basically they have a small uh, grouping of library titles that they will show. And you rent out the entire theater and you can have up to 20 guests. So he chose about 10 of his friends. We spaced them all out. And they watched Jurassic World. Oh. and. At a certain point towards the latter half of that film, a film that I feel is like it's at best fine. It's fine. It's really not terrible. Oh, uh, I don't know. Re-watch.
1: We, we, may, we, we may come to loggerheads heads on that.
0: Well, there's plenty <laughs> of stupid stuff in it. And the way there is a real woman hating problem in that movie, though, yes. it is baked in yes. that that movie hates women. There are either temptresses or, or people who break your heart or fucking irresponsible or harpies that should be torn apart by dinosaur birds. Yes. That's that's all you get in that film. It is fucking reprehensible from that standpoint. I I, I do en- enjoy some of the performances. Your your boy D'Onofrio is literally got a fork and knife in his hand and chewing every ounce of the scenery that he can possibly get his <laughs> mitts on. I mean, he is having the fucking time of his life in that motion picture. If I cannot gonna, if, believe if, if, how if, much fun he's having.
1: If you're really playing the building in a Jurassic Park movie, you need to dig in.
0: listen he knows what the assignment is and he's having so much fun and he needles jake johnson not once but twice and Wayne johnson's reactions to him are worth the price of admission alone uh but let's let's table that for the 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 moment again a film full of characters there are legit characters throughout that film they have unique points of view most of the men hate women Uh, they don't hesitate to say it. And Omar Sy, uh, again, looking like a snack, but a couple of kids towards the latter half of the film, it started to get to them like that Indominus Rex, the fact that no one could get a fucking handle on this dinosaur. And once the Raptors were like, oh, uh, I'm into this. I want to join the Indominus Rex gang. A couple of them were like, I'm fucking out. (laughs) This is too bleak. (laughs) There's no way out of this. (laughs) And we kind of had to uh, take some outside for little bits or or sit near them. It became a, a, a bit more of a, a babysitting game. Uh, our child, meanwhile, is able to predict every plot twist in a 30-mile radius. <laughs> he fucking is insane how much he understands how stories are told. And he's either going to make one hell of a lawyer or one hell of a screenwriter. And I can't tell. He hates writing, so. Maybe lawyer. I was gonna say,
1: go for screenwriter. Go for screenwriter.
0: <laughs> oh, who knows, man. I'm just trying to aim for a good person. What were we talking about again? Oh, The Conjuring.
1: We we, we, so, we, we said that we were going to originally try to do because we don't actually do new releases that much, uh, and we
0: certainly it's didn't. like a once a year we try to give it a whirl yeah, sort of did, thing. We did yeah. we did
1: we did cover Saint Maud for a Patreon episode, but but generally yeah. for the episodes on Maine, we we focus on older movies sometimes to our rating detriment but
0: uh, <laughs> once again no one is is running to listen to our fear no evil episodes and it's so
1: good they're so good it's it's one of my favorite ones it's one of my favorite i know. Ones. I, I i implore everyone to listen to part two and just listen to, to Patrick's Morse code trembling noise. It is the funniest thing you'll ever hear in your entire life. And I fucking lose it. I lose it. Our guest loses it. It is like I think it's like 19 minutes into the episode. And and I implore you, just listen to it for that. And also just listen to the other episode, the other half of it too. It's no,
0: like, they're they're both good.
1: Yeah, they're 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 gems. They're they are the hidden gems of kill by kill. But anyway. <laughs> So
0: we digress. Yes. Um. Yeah. So we don't usually dip it, but we thought we were, we were going to do that. And it was going to time out perfectly. And it just didn't fucking work out for us. And of course this is come now coming out like two weeks after uh, it has hit theaters and HBO Max. So um, what, but it came out the day, you know, like there's no way we wouldn't have been able to watch it in advance. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, people enjoy us rambling because it's less about uh, Conjuring 3, I would say, more about the entire endeavor is what we were. We ultimately landed on what we might talk about, because I just I feel like the interesting comparison point we're going to get to here is on Patreon. We're going to talk about the TV movie that you mentioned earlier. Uh, about the actual case that inspired this particular motion picture.
1: Yeah, and Ed and Lorraine are in it, but very briefly and okay. and not under the, with different names, but it's definitely supposed to be them. Mm-hmm. But they are very much not the, the focal point of, of the movie.
0: Does it start with like an anti-M tornado? Here's the other thing that is very specifically my problem with Conjuring 3. When you start... Inside of a demon tornado. It's very hard to build up from there.
1: Oh yeah. And and you know, a lot of promotional material focused on uh the kid, uh Julian Hilliard, kind of twisted around and, yeah. and it's a it's a good shot. It's 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 a yeah. jarring moment. I, I love demonic horror, demonic possession body horror. I love it. I, I love it very much. But that's as gruesome as it gets and it's like within the first 10 minutes of the movie
0: i just feel like this movie unlike the other ones starts so big that it's very hard to maintain like when you start with like this giant in a house tornado where it looks like a a demon bear just attacked you know when it's just like, oh my God, we got to blow out that candle. It doesn't really have the same level of, oh no, to it. Right. You know and, I mean? and, and
1: one of the reasons that the first Conjuring works so well for me is that it does take a little bit of time establishing. And again, it's very, it's very, very similar to, to, but better than I would say the Amityville horror and mm-hmm. in, in how it's structured. You you kind of get to know this family a little bit, you 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 know you, you get loud and clear that you know they have bought this this house perhaps a little a little um hastily mm-hmm. and, and may, i mean they seem to have like anywhere between three and nine children it's it's <laughs> it's hard to keep uh, a track of how many daughters they have but just other than a lot
0: yeah they they all have the same hairstyle and so you can only trace them based on heights
1: right and then you know, gradually things start happening and, and you've got this amazing, amazing score. If you, if you don't watch The Conjuring, at least listen to the score. It's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got um, the singer Diamanda Gallus on it. And, oh. and it is terrifying. It's, it, it's just, I, other than like the score to Hereditary, I can't think of another movie, you know, another horror movie recently that has utilized its score so well. It, it, it just creating its own sense of menace and unease.
0: The only one I would add to that list is It Follows, which is the only horror score that has legitimately scared me so bad even previous to seeing the movie that I had to turn it off.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, also uh Suspiria is a good one. Yeah. And um uh Midsummer. Midsummer is a yeah, Midsummer is over because it's got it's 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 feels very magical at times and almost upbeat. And then it's like, yeah, something's not right here. <laughs> and and I, and I and I love that. But but yeah, The Conjuring, it's got an excellent score. It, it does a really great job. And this must all be the work of James Wan because part three doesn't have this at all. Just that growing sense of unease. And, you know, okay, there's something wrong with this house, but I can't figure out what it is. And it's just, it's so it doesn't plunge right into the action the way part three does. Yeah. I think, and I think it works better when, when you're kind of eased into, you know, Oh, this is nice family. You know, like like poltergeist, here's this nice family and you know, some terrible shit's going
0: to happen to them. When you're, when it's centered that way and the Warrens play satellite roles as opposed to flip-flopping it. Yeah. I, I just, this one didn't quite work again. Not a terrible movie. No, no, it's no, no. Trademark. It, it's fine. Gina Radcliffe. Yes.
1: And, and, you know, I I would have cared more about what happened to this little boy if I knew anything about him. Right. But he gets maybe you know, five lines of dialogue. You know, he screams a lot. Um, but the best you could say is, oh, here's a cute little boy. And and something terrible is going to happen to him. I was like, I don't even know anything about this kid. I, I have not seen him getting to be a regular child. Yeah. So there's not there's nothing jarring about you know this little kid having a normal little kid life, and then he gets taken over by demons.
0: <laughs> and he gets bad acne, and then he's fine.
1: Right. Um, gets gets what well, goes to a, a an otherworldly chiropractor.
0: <laughs> it gets all straightened out. Uh, so we, it's hard to choose your own death venture here because there's a couple of stabs and then the demon like rips the soul out, which is kind of like, I don't really know how to quantify that. So if you were going to be haunted by a ghost, Gina, and we were going to choose which one of the ghosts it would be, uh, which one would you choose and why? Up for bid, we're going to start with random demon. The occultist has a gig with. We never really, I guess it's Varic, Valak, uh the nun. It looks like maybe it's the nun. Um, then of course we have Annabelle. Uh we got uh Bathsheba, uh, who I just learned has a last name Sherman. So she
1: that's a that's a bride.
0: Uh, no, that's Bathsheba is from the original uh conjuring. At the end, uh, they yell like Bathsheba at her, and she goes, "Oh, oh no, you said my name!" Yeah, all right, 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 right. okay. <laughs> but I did not know her last name was Sherman. <laughs> it kind of takes sure. some of the oogie out of her booty. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, y'all have the the crooked man with his fun hat.
1: Yeah, we we oh, the- we oh, we never we we never mentioned Conjuring Two once. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's fine, you know. I it's mean, fine. It, 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 I, I really kind of groaned out loud when they cut to, to you know, London and they're playing The Clashes London Calling on the soundtrack. Oh, God. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree. Other than I, that,
1: the other than that was perfectly okay.
0: It was perfectly okay. There's some really good scare sequences in it. I mean, James Wan doesn't make unentertaining movies. It's just not as uh, gripping a heartfelt thing no matter how much, I mean, at least for me. Uh, than the the first movie. Uh, You also have like something like the ferryman who's got the crazy coin eyes. Uh, Speaking of the conjuring too, you got Bill Wilkins who likes to jump through walls and yell. It's my house at you. Um, uh, You got the samurai, which is just a fucking uh, thing of armor (laughs) Uh, and the bride who just likes to possess people and stab at them. So if you were going to be haunted by a ghost, Gina, which one would it be? And Why?
1: I mean, we're not talking the, uh, the the werewolf ghost.
0: Sure, you can add the you, but add any ghost that you like into this.
1: Um, gosh, um, I I just learned
0: that its its name is Black Shuck.
1: Sure, um, <laughs> I I do like the Crooked Man. I I I like his little his little toy, his little mm-hmm. uh, little music box thing. I like I, mm-hmm. I I like that. I think that was done used to pretty. Pretty good effect. Uh,
0: Got some fun sharp teeth there.
1: Yeah, I I, I like his look. I kind of like that whole uh, you know, you know, Edward Gorey kind of thing. So uh-huh. I, I think I would I think I would have to go with the crooked man.
0: Yeah, dressed like uh, Ponyo's dad. <laughs> Pagnol. Um, I think of all the ghosts, the one that would really haunt me would be the haunted television from Annabelle comes home where you get trapped in a television, uh, because that's the way I feel. I have been working on television projects nonstop. Today I had four deadlines. So if I if I am going to be haunted by anything, it is going to be the television. Uh I can't look at it anymore. I don't enjoy it for what it is. I just watch TV for work.
1: (laughs) That 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 seems like a little you know a, a little more metaphorical than than these movies tend to be
0: yeah uh well you know what you look into the void and the void looks back where I'm and just, that's where, what i saw where
1: i'm just like i like the scary chimney sweep
0: listen i i had to hunt youtube for clips of a specific person on bachelor and paradise for two hours today does that sound like fun i can tell you something it was not <laughs> um probably so more fun much. than having
1: to watch annabelle
0: again though that's <laughs> true Piece of the boy of that was a know.
1: real stinker I, 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 I can't <laughs> i can't emphasize that enough
0: uh annabelle the movie can go leap off a cliff um so that just about does it for us uh gina where can people find you on these here internets
1: i am a writer over at the spool.net. uh if you want to hear some you know, actually structured thoughts of mine on uh On The Conjuring 3, I did do a full review of it recently, so you can find that there. Um, I also recently just did an anniversary post on The Cable Guy, a movie very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Very good. And I am on Twitter under Porcelain72
0: it today, people. Check it out. Of course, you can uh, find us on all the social medias. Please rate and review us. We have not had a new review in, I think, over maybe two months. <laughs> it's a little dire. Um, I know a lot of uh, podcasts that you listen to uh, beg and plead for you to rate and review. And the reason why is because uh, th- these podcast uh, distribution hubs use those to Base how engaged our listenership is, and now we we have lots of great listeners. And thank you, wherever you are in the world. If you happen to be a, one of our new listeners in the Ukraine, who just popped up, then main is number eight in the Ukraine. Um, uh, in Ireland, we popped into the top 10 recently, uh, which I found delightful. Uh, if you're a listener anywhere you are in the world and you like the show, please rate and review us, particularly if. You have an iTunes account on Apple Podcasts that helps us be seen and heard by more people. If you tell us what your favorite kill is in any of the films that we've covered, or even in one we haven't, uh, we'll talk about it here on the air. That's our solemn promise to you, the Kill by Kill listener. Hey, guess what? It's almost our fifth anniversary. I don't know what we're going to do for it. I am going to tell you that we are going to open up a public shop. And for the very first time in five years of the show, we are going to have t-shirts available with our logo on it and Steamboat Jason from Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Of course, the thing that we celebrate on this podcast, Jason knows how to drive a boat. So look forward to that you can put it on almost anything these are really fun designs i think it's going to be great i think people are going to love them uh so that's going to be new for our fifth anniversary we might send out something special when that occurs so you know uh so if you want to uh have and present to people your love of this weird podcast that we've been doing uh, that would be another way to do it uh so that's it i don't know what we'll do uh next on next kill by kill something fun Uh, I'm not sure. We got uh, a cool movie coming up on Patreon, so subscribe to us there. And that'll do it. I promise you this. The body count will continue. So for myself and for Gina, bye-bye, everybody. Bye Bye.